Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and as ever I'm joined by Greg ahead of this week's Scottish football and earlier in the week, Greg, you mentioned or you reminded me that we are three years into doing podcasts now, how the hell have we been getting away with this? Who knows mate, who knows, <laughs> it's been a very, very quick three years and I think, I can still recall that very first time we recorded our first podcast. Yeah, I'm, n- I'm never going to listen to that one back though. <laughs> Uh, and to celebrate, we're delighted to be joined by Scotland's best known and probably most prolific tipsters, Jim Delahunt. Great to have you back in the podcast, Jim. Hi, Paul. Hi, Greg. Delighted to be here. Thanks very much for asking me on. Yep. Did you manage to get along to Paisley last weekend? I didn't, but I've, I've obviously I've, I've seen I've seen most of the games in short highlight form, and I've managed to see one or two other games uh, a bit more fully. Um, in, in terms in terms of St Mirren, since you asked me that directly, I really did fancy them to beat Motherwell last week, but. Uh, mm. For some reason, they just could not put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, good on Motherwell for for holding out. They had a terrific support along in Paisley last week, despite the fact that they had that shocker against Sligo a few days earlier. Uh, I really did think that St Mirren would manage to score at least once, but uh, they they failed to do so, despite creating plenty of chances. And uh, Motherwell, I thought in the end, were, were well worth the three points. Yeah, always difficult when a manager leaves. You're just never quite sure what kind of reaction you're going to get out of out the team, are you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very difficult. Um, well done to Stevie Hamill, obviously. Yeah, uh, so I was going to discuss that actually. The next manager, Motherwell, the betting he's in pole position, obviously. He's favourite at 4 to 5. Simo Valakari, is that correct? Uh, a former striker. I think he's played over 100 games for Motherwell. He's next in line. Um, and then there's a trio of the Celtic backroom team, actually. Dan O'Day, John Kennedy, Steve McManus. And I see Robbie Fowler listed at 20 to 1, Greg. Well, there's always the old um, long shot, isn't there? Uh, going through the list, you've got Neil Warnock at twenty to one, <laughs> Robbie Fuller twenty to one, as you say, Tommy Wright twenty to one. Yes, it's interesting. He was probably in the running for that job um, before Graham Alexander got appointed. So yeah, there's always a, a few large odds uh, nominations in there, but I'm not sure. I think Stephen Hamill four to five at the moment. I think they'll probably take their time, but at the same time, Motherwell won't wait to wait, won't wait, wait too long to get someone in. Uh, hopefully they'll get that done and dusted, probably, I'd imagine, by the end of next week. You've been hearing any inside info on that one, Jim? No, none whatsoever. I, although I did see the, uh, the the money the money yesterday uh, for the ex-player, uh, but no inside info whatsoever. But good luck to whoever takes that. Yeah, they play St Johnson this weekend. We'll get on to that uh, pretty shortly. Uh, Greg, fairly successful podcast last week and we had a message from our old pal Div to mention the fact to get a full house on the podcast. Well done to him. Yes, indeed. We couldn't have the podcast without mentioning that. Um, he did really well with his bet builders, but it was a pretty good start to the to the season in Scotland in terms of league football. We had Steny at 11-10 to 10 to beat Albion Rovers. We had a Hibs bet builder, which is brought in by a late, late Hibs goal. And we had Bonnie Rigg, Airdrie and Dunfermline double chance at a nice 21 to 10. And I think we also highlighted Bonnie Rigg to win. They were a great place against four for last weekend, open mm-hmm. to one. Uh, I think went off just below two to one. I think the biggest disappointment last weekend were Annan. I think they were they were highly fancied Annan last weekend away to struggling Stranraer and lost one nil. So that kind of puts the burners on that for a little bit. 
uh, they're at home to Stenning this weekend, Aaron, so keen to see how that pans out. And I think you also had a Celtic first-half corners bet come in. Yeah, only just. <laughs> I think they get the, the last two corners in the last minute of the first half. So, yeah, we'll touch on <clears throat> excuse me, Celtic corners, another nine last weekend, and that's been a fair staple of uh, our betting uh, notebook since Ange Postecoglou took over certainly been plenty of corners in those Celtic games so we'll touch on that there away to Ross County um, so yeah great podcast last weekend no pressure on Jim at all on the <laughs> podcast this week um, but we'll kick off with the Premiership as you kind of touched on not too many surprises in the open weekend Greg no there wasn't I think the Rangers game <clears throat> probably wasn't how many people fancied that to kind of pan out Livingston taking a very very early lead but two quick-fire late second-half goals from Rangers gave them the points. In the <coughs> I guess it was a far from vintage performance by Rangers in, in that game. But across the board, Celtic got the job done quite comfortably, I think, against Aberdeen. Uh, Hibs were probably expected to win in Perth. It wasn't a great match. St Johnston again, very, very toothless in attack. Uh, I don't think Hibs were great, to be fair, but probably just deserved their win in Perth. And I think Kelly v United... Probably had draw written all over it, to be fair, uh, P-match. And Hearts, as we said last weekend, should do enough to beat Ross County 4-7. to seven. I think that Hearts-Rangers double would have been quite popular. Yeah. But from hearing, though, Ross County performed really well at Tynecastle last weekend. Mm-hmm. And very interested to see how they fare at home to Celtic tomorrow, on, on Saturday. Yeah, and an interesting weekend ahead, Jim. We've got the Edinburgh Derby on Sunday, which should be one worth looking forward to. And we've also got Celtic Rangers kicking off at 3pm on a Saturday, both at the same time. That's and my notes, Paul. I've got I... Rangers Celtic Saturday 3pm. When was the last time? I don't know. Jim might be able to help. <laughs> I honestly cannot remember. Neither neither of them on TV either. No, it is a shocker, yeah. And uh, just since you mentioned that Livingston Rangers game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a, a go at one of my bugbears about that match. What were the Livingston Wall doing at the free kick when Rangers <laughs> scored their winning goal? Why were they allowing two Rangers players to stand in the position where Tav was going to hit the ball? It was absolutely astonishing. I, could, I mean, I, I tipped Rangers as the anchor on my weekend ACA in the Scottish Sun last week, so I was quite happy they won 2-1. But what were the Livingston Wall up to at that free kick? No, I, th- I said the same, Jim. The wall and the goalkeeper, because the goalkeeper was essentially standing at the side in which he was going to hit it at, yeah. still moved to the right. And it was a, don't get me wrong, it was a good free kick, but it should never have been a goal in terms of the goalkeeper should have been a lot better and the wall. We'll take that up Very with David. Yeah. We'll take it up with David Martindale when we get more in the podcast. I hear he's <laughs> I hear he's doing podcasts these days, so we'll maybe yeah, try I read get, that. we'll maybe try and get him on. Uh, anyway, let's have a look at this weekend's fixtures. We're going to kick off uh, with Aberdeen v St Mirren. Jim, we might as well come to you. <clears throat> Obviously, touched on the fact that St Mirren lost to, to Motherwell. I, I suppose that was the kind of surprise result of the weekend, if you want to call it that. Aberdeen went down. Pff, pretty meekly against Celtic, although they, they put up a fairly decent defensive display against them. Um, how do you see this one going? Well, uh, one, one of my triumphs last week in the, in the Scottish selections was tipping uh, split stakes Celtic to win 2-0 or 3-0. Uh, mm. And that one came in, obviously, but uh, Aberdeen really should have scored. I mean, Johnny Hayes had a yeah. glorious chance to score for Aberdeen, uh, and that would have ruined my bet completely. But uh, uh, St Mirren, I, I thought they played a lot of good stuff against Motherwell without scoring, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to diss them too much. But Aberdeen, with all the money they've spent, uh, I, I think this looks like three points for them. 
I mean, they they ha- they wanted to get that Celtic game out of the way last week without getting an absolute doing. Yeah. And I think they managed to uh, achieve that. Now, I, th- I think I'm right. I don't have the fi- I don't have the fixtures in front of me, but I think I'm right in saying that three of their next four are at home. Are not exactly taxing, shall we say? And I would say, in Aberdeen terms, in terms of the Aberdeen support, they would they would probably expect their side to take three points against St Mirren. And I'm actually slightly surprised you can get odds against here. I, I priced Aberdeen up at 10 to 11. But I think you can get slight odds against Aberdeen to beat St Mirren, and that would be my selection there. Aberdeen, home win, uh, to get their first three points on the board under Jim, Jim Goodwin against his old side at Pataudry. Yeah, so Aberdeen have got St Mirren at home, Motherwell at home, then they're away to St Johnson, then at home yeah. to Livingston. So those are four games where they could really get their season up and running. I know Willie Miller. Willie Miller was in the paper the other day, and he was he was expounding the 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 opportunity for Aberdeen to take twelve points out of these four games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that will happen, but I, I would think that Goodwin, especially with the St Mirren background, will want to get three points uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I guess the only negative in the box, Greg, for this one for Aberdeen is the fact that St Mirren have a, a pretty decent record against Aberdeen. Aberdeen have only won one of the last four meetings between the sides. Yeah, they do. And I think... Sorry, the last six meetings between the sides. It's not often you can come away from a 1-0 defeat and be quite positive, but from what I'm hearing from last weekend's result against Motherwell, St Mirren fans were fairly positive after that match in terms of how they, how they performed. It wasn't a bad performance. I'm with Jim in this one, though. I think Aberdeen, a shade above odds against, is a great price. This will be a game that Aberdeen fans will be fully expecting three points. And as you said, great to get that Celtic game out of the way. But just above evens, I'm more than happy to back Aberdeen in this game too. Yeah, OK. And Aberdeen form our leg of one of your trebles, which we'll cover further on the podcast, yeah? Yes. OK, OK. Uh, we'll come to you, Greg, for the next one. It's St Johnston away to Motherwell. And as you've touched on, St Johnston just looked desperate for a goal scorer. Oh, very desperate. <laughs> Last weekend, it was just really bad. Really toothless up front. We brought the boy last season, um, Theo Bear. In from Canada, just does not look like a football player. I don't want to be too critical of the, the boys in a new country he's adapting, but we need somebody in and somebody in soon, and it's going to be some sort of English loanee, I would imagine, from either a championship or a <coughs> club. So I, I think we've got a decent squad there. I don't think it's the worst squad, it's a big squad. But we really do need a busy midfielder and somebody who can score goals. And I think that this weekend, a week's a long time in football. This time last week, Motherwell were almost out of Europe, they're out of Europe. Um, last last Thursday night, Graham Alexander resigned, left, whatever you want to call it, on the Friday. But a week down the line, they got a great win at St Mirren last weekend. And they'll be quite uh, positive going into this match, 5-4. to four. That's not a match I can get involved in. Uh, I think Stephen Hamill and Brian Kerr will be looking just to continue from last weekend. And before you know it, they could start the season two wins out of two, Motherwell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem for St Johnston is, although we probably won't concede many goals this season, I just don't see where the goals are going to come from. And I, I don't see Motherwell losing this, I must admit. I think the best we can hope for is probably a draw. Um, Kevin Van Veen, 5-4 to four to get booked. I think the fact that he's that short tells its own story. I think he was 15 bookings last season and he's one out of one this season. He was booked last week at um, St Mirren. So probably a, best, a match best left alone, I think. But Motherwell at 5-4 to four could have its backers given um, how goal-shy St Johnston are. Yeah. Jim, is this a, a no-bet kind of game for you? 
Well, uh, I, I was looking at this game thinking this would be very, very easy to sit on the fence, but I'm actually going to side with Motherwell. Um, reason being, Liam Kelly, I mean, he, he, had, a, he had a nightmare against Sligo uh, and then had a magnificent game against St Mirren and, and that must have done his confidence some good. And given what I've read and heard about St Johnson's uh, football attack, then you would think that Liam Kelly's uh, top form at the moment would be a major bonus. Of course, Motherwell need to score... And uh, I've also heard that Alex Mitchell seems like a good loan signing uh, for St. Johnson. So it'll be interesting to see how Motherwell cope with that. But uh, I'm going to side with Motherwell. Not go big on them, but five to four home win. I'll go for that, Motherwell. Yeah, OK. Um, Greg, are you going along to the game? I am, yes. Oh, I'm a serious looking forward to it. A wee trip to Lanarkshire for you. What better way is that to spend your Saturday afternoons? <laughs> okay, I hope that's a good one for you. Um, next up, we've got, as we say, Rangers and Celtic both playing at 3pm on Saturday. Rangers are at home to Kilmarnock. Jim, it's been a bit of a stuttering start to the season by Rangers. That 2-1 win at Livy, where they had to come from behind, was followed up by a very disappointing display uh, in Europe in midweek where they lost 2-0. Yeah, uh, having said that, I mean, I was I was quite vocal on Twitter that, um, you know, it wasn't exactly David slaying Goliath. Uh, the, the Belgian side were favourites by kick-off time. So uh, a 2-0 victory over Rangers wasn't as big a shock as, as people seem to think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, having said that, I still think Rangers can win the second leg. They might need extra time to win the tie, but they're perfectly capable of winning 2-0 at Ibrox next Tuesday night. And I think they would want to warm up for that by beating Kilmarnock. Now, uh, Kilmarnock, have, they, they managed to get that point last week, which I think was vital. Uh, I really think it was vital. They took something from that game. I fancied them to win it, but they, they didn't. They got a very, very late equaliser. They got the point against Dundee United. They now face Rangers and Celtic in quick succession. So I think they'll be very, very grateful to have that point on the board from last weekend. And I think that showed in the faces of the players as they celebrated the equaliser. Uh, Rangers, I think, will win this. Uh, I'm not expecting fireworks. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be getting involved at two to nine. But uh, for me, uh, Rangers home win against Kilmarnock on Saturday, and as you say, the three o'clock kickoff at Ibrox. Yeah, I think. Well, I was going to say I'm very keen to see the prices They're not out yet, as far as I can see, for Rangers to qualify from that mm-hmm. tie. Because, like you, I still think they could turn that around with a few Ibrox behind them. Yeah. I, I think so, and like you, I've, not, I've been so, so many other things going on, I haven't even looked at prices for next week, but uh, uh, I, I, I think they, they can at least win the, the game on Tuesday night, they're probably good enough to win it 2-0, and they might they might do it in extra time, but uh, good luck to them, but I, th- I think they'll, they'll probably start off uh, this weekend with a win against Kilmarnock. Yeah, and Greg, I guess Rangers will probably have an eye on that game in midweek, um, and I know they already had a few players out in midweek there in the European tie. I'm not sure it gives Kilmarnock enough of a glimmer of hope, does it? Probably not, though. No. I think the 2 to is probably fair on the home win, but I think Kelly will have that in the back of their minds that the Rangers do have a massive game on Tuesday. I must admit, I'm not with you and Jim on this. I, I'm not sure about Rangers on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I think it's early in the season... I think obviously last season's exploration in European football would give Rangers hope that they'll get that 2-0 defeat overturned. I've just got a feeling that it's just going to be one of those campaigns for Rangers in Europe in terms of, I don't think they're going to come back. I know we don't. I hope they do, but I've just got a, a niggling feeling that they'll be knocked out on Tuesday night in one shape or another. So, but in terms of Kilmarnock and Saturday, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it'll be a, 
a resounding Rangers win this one. I think you'll probably get the job done, and I think probably 2-0 Rangers is probably a scoreline we could maybe expect. In terms of other betting angles, Kilmarnock are 4-5 to five to get three corners. I think any club to get three corners at 4-5 to five is always worth a shout. Yeah. Um, I won't be backing it, but it was the only thing I really saw from this match that um, kind of stood out. 7-4 to four to get four corners, but Aberdeen got three corners at Celtic Park on Sunday. Yep. They were 8-11 to 11 to get three corners on, on Sunday, Aberdeen. So maybe another angle there on Kilmarnock to get three corners at 4-5. to five. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Derek McInnes approaches this. Obviously, he's been to Ibrox plenty of times with Aberdeen, but obviously taking a newly promoted Kilmarnock to Ibrox um, is quite a different story. Yeah, it's the old saying, it's the old um, it's a free hit for Kilmarnock, but they absolutely will not want to go into the Celtic game next week off the back of a doing. Yeah. So I think they'll keep it very compact, very, very tight, try and hit Rangers on the break and just try and stay in the game as long as they can. Indeed. OK, Celtic also at 3pm. It was a solid enough start for Celtic last week. Gemma 2 now win over Aberdeen. Um, happy to get the three points, but maybe not as spectacular as some of the, the fans who were in attendance would have hoped on flag day. Yeah, probably not, Paul. Um, but they got they got the job done, and I, I thought at times they looked very, very slick. Uh, and I would expect them to have the uh, personnel uh, and noose to go up to Dingwall and get three points on Saturday afternoon. Having said that, this is a, this is a game I fancy County to get a goal. Uh, the, the space that Johnny Hayes found himself in last week was astonishing, and I, I think certainly uh, away from home, uh, County could find themselves a bit of space and could score. So uh, maybe Celtic to win with both teams to score might uh, be a better price than Celtic at the general 1-4. to four. Uh, As I say, I haven't worked out that angle yet, but I do fancy County to score, but certainly uh, I would fancy Celtic to take all three points uh, up at Dingwall. Yeah, and Greg, we touched on the fact that Ross County, I think, played pretty well at Tynecastle last weekend. They played very well. Yeah, yeah there was a rave reviews about um, Ross County last weekend. I d- didn't see the highlights, but from from what I'm hearing and seeing, it was a very good performance. They gave Hearts a very good game. And at home, last season, goals galore in Dingwall in their yeah. last season. I, I don't know too much about the players they brought in, Ross County, I must admit, yet. But in terms of the angle for me, I think given Celtic... Corner exploits last season, fully expecting them to hit a few corners here. And there's probably quite a nice little bet builder that I found this morning, which is Celtic to get three corners in each half and over 1.5 match goals. And that pays even money. And I'd be very surprised if Celtic didn't manage to get the three corners in each half. Yeah, I think that looks pretty solid, Greg. Um, good one, Greg. Obviously, their corner count at home significantly better than away, but I think it's not too much to ask, I don't think, to get three in each half, is it? No, not at all. And I think just want to highlight um, Jack Baldwin for Ross County. He was booked 13 times last season and he obliged again at Tynecastle on Saturday. Um, so that's him off the mark for the season. Again, probably quite a short price, but I think as the podcast goes on this season, last season, I think we said in the podcast last week, it really was the season of the booking yeah. last, last season in the Scottish Premiership. An incredible amount of bookings. Averaging well over 4.5 cars per game, some of the clubs, Livingston, St Johnston, Motherwell, Ross County, averaging three cars a match. So, there will be plenty of card opportunities this season as well, I think, and Jack Baldwin's probably another one to, to keep an eye out for. Yep, Don Robertson is the man with the whistle at uh, uh, Ross County on Saturday. Does that help at all? Uh, um, it probably does, to be fair. 
I think there's probably a few referees to stay away from, but I think I'm very, very pleased that Bobby Madden's away down south. Because oh. He was not good for a card. I miss Bobby. He let so many things go that every day <laughs> of the week it's a booking and he wouldn't, he wouldn't give the booking out. So all the best to him down in England. And yet he issued a red card in his first game last week. He did, but by all accounts, he was following the letters of the law, of the law and it should have been a sending off. So I think he got a bit of a hard time for that. To be I fair. think he did. I think he did. <laughs> uh, OK, that's Saturday's fixtures taken care of in the Premiership. We'll move on to Sunday. We'll leave the Edinburgh Derby to last, but we've got Dundee United v Livingston. Jim, what a night it's going to be at Tanadice tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good luck to Dundee United. I hope they do well. And uh, obviously, uh, the, their mindset will be will be shaped on, on Sunday by how they've done against Alkmaar. Uh, but I, I, I think they're a big price tonight. And yeah. uh, I, I, I certainly see them getting a goal. Uh, and uh, if, if, if they won, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world. But I suppose when, when they have to get their heads round uh, facing Livingston at Tannadice on Sunday... Uh, they they will be looking at uh, the fact that Livingston did play well against Rangers, but of course it wasn't their own pitch. They're notoriously good on their own pitch. Uh, Dundee United, very difficult tipping in this game when it's so far ahead, and we've still to see what happens in the European tie. But uh, just at this stage of the just at this stage of the proceedings, I would I would certainly side with a Dundee United home win, despite the fact that Livingston did so well against Rangers, and and Nubly certainly caught everybody's eye yeah. uh, in that game. Yeah, and Greg, I think we've discussed the impact that, um, not the impact Jack Ross has made, but certainly the moves he's made in the transfer market so far. And I think the United are in a good place this season. I'll tell you what, you're not wrong. I'd love to know who's funding that um, bankroll at United. They've brought Jack Ross in, who in his own right would cost a fair bit of money to bring him in. But in terms of the transfer market, they've brought in McGrath, Middleton, Levitt, Fletcher. I think they've done a great bit of business United in the transfer window. And I must admit, they do look, out of all the other sides, outside the, the big five, I would say United definitely, for me, look favourites for this in that top six. I think European football, for them, is, is great. First time in 10 years yep. in Europe. Um, incidentally, St. Johnson have played 16 times in Europe <laughs> in, in those 10 years and won three cups. We started to get that. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of this match itself... As Jim said, it probably will dictate in terms of how they perform tonight against Altmar. It's not a match for me. United just a shade above six to four. Livingston um, just above two to one. I think they are uh, to get a result here. I'm probably going to leave this match alone. But again, there could be a cards angle uh, once we get card markets out. Yeah, Jim, I, I'm like you. I think I'd be really keen on United were it not for the game tonight. Um, so it's one of yeah. those ones. I think we'll just wait and see how it pans out tonight. Either way, it's going to be quite a, an emotionally charged night tonight, you know. Um, full house, under the lights, eventually. Uh, and against a pretty decent European side. Yeah, and uh, I, I like the fact that uh, Dundee United are wearing the, the, the strip from 40 years ago. Uh, uh, didn't know when, that. Uh, when Jim McLean won the title, and it's, I mean, I have looked at it. I've looked back at the old strip, and it's identical. It really is. Brilliant. Uh, so, so well done them for bringing that back. And uh, as you say, emotionally charged night for the, the European tie tonight. And just just going back to to what Greg was saying about the the, the players that they've signed. I mean, uh, Stephen Fletcher. I, I know he's he's made a few quid in his time, but he will not be playing for Thrupton's Hatney a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is a massive signing and massive wages for Dundee United. I would have thought. Uh, and the fact that they're going to bring Jamie McGrath in as well, who Aberdeen, they, they've, beat, they've outbid Aberdeen for him, as far as I know. 
so that's very interesting. So as, as, as you all say, it uh, should, should be fascinating tonight and we'll maybe all form our opinions about the Livingston game after we've seen how they do against Altmar. Yeah, so best of luck to the Day United tonight in that one. Especially um, for my um, post bet of Livingston finishing bottom two. So for me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got the Edinburgh Derby on Sunday at Easter Road, and yeah, I'm. I think I'm quite surprised to see Hearts. Uh, fa- no, I'm sorry, favourites for yeah, this so one, I. Jim. Um, I really don't know what that's based on, other than home advantage. Really, Hibs have won just one of the last nine Edinburgh derbies, and they've failed to win the last five at Easter Road. You have to go back to 2018 since they last beat Hearts at Easter Road. Uh, and I don't know where the case stands for for Hibs to be eight to five versus Hearts nine to five or thereabouts. Neither do I, and I think Hearts are a terrific bet on Sunday. I really, really do. I've been looking at this game all week thinking, wait a minute, have I made a mistake here? But no, uh, Hibs are favourites. Uh, I have to say that, you know, in my Scotsport days, I covered loads of Edinburgh derbies, Hibs, Hearts, Hearts, Hibs. And my, my favourite derby was always the Easter Road one because I always thought the atmosphere at Easter Road was just that little bit better than Tyne Castle. Uh, and I had I had no skin in the games whatsoever. I can assure mm-hmm. you. Uh, but in terms of this game on Sunday, I think Hearts are a terrific bet. I think they will really fancy this. Uh, I mean, Hibs. I mean, they, they, they've been quite public about not fancying this game so early on in the season. Uh, very vocal about that. Surprisingly vocal in yeah. I can't that at all. I don't uh, think that's yeah, exactly. in the derby, does it? Exactly. Uh, they're, they're, they're out of the League Cup. Uh, no Magidi. Uh, for the foreseeable future, as far as I know. Uh, Hearts coming into this game, having having really improved against Ross County last week to win 2-1. Uh, Alan Forrest looks a great signing for them. I think Lauren Shankland will get goals. I think Hearts are a bet on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm taking Hearts. Whatever price they offer me, I will back up. <laughs> <laughs> Greg? Yeah, I can't disagree. I think Hearts, for me, have more match winners on that side. Having watched Hibs at close quarters last weekend... Wasn't massively impressed by by Hibs, sorry, against us. Um, I, I don't think, I'm not sure where the goals are going to come from for Hibs to, either, to be fair. And that was a massive, massive win for Hibs last weekend, for Lee Johnson. Yeah. Under a bit of pressure already, knocked out the League Cup, an embarrassing draw at home to, to Morton, beaten by Falkirk. The pressure could be right back on Lee Johnson at uh, quarter to two. On, on Sunday. Good Honestly, 95 for Hearts is a massive, massive price. And as you say, Paul, no Hibs win at Easter Road in five. Hibs are, Hearts unbeaten now in the last six. I always find that the Derby is a bit, bit of an anti-climax sometimes. Early in the season, I think two of the games last season finished 0-0. Not expecting a lot of goals in this game, but I would definitely be keen on, on Hearts to win this. And there's probably an angle somewhere on Hearts double chance and a combination of either cards or corners. Yeah, and I think you're right about that point you made about Lee Johnson. You know, a very, very disappointing League Cup campaign. Had they not got that last minute uh, winner at St Johnson last week, he'd be getting into this game against his rivals, against whom he doesn't have a great record against. Absolutely desperate for a win. Um, and God knows what kind of position they'd have been in come Sunday if they do lose this derby. So, still a massive game uh, for Lee Johnson, but that's bought my wee bit of time last weekend, I think, hasn't it? It did, but I think, as Jim said, Hearts have got players like Shankland, uh, Barry Mackay yeah. scored a fantastic goal against Ross County last weekend. Yeah. They've brought in some really good players, Hearts. I just think they've got more match winners on that side than, than Hibs do. 
Yeah. Okay, so both in agreement that Hearts look a really, really good price in the Edinburgh Derby on Sunday. Uh, we'll move into the Championship. Uh, Greg, three draws last weekend. I think Div mentioned that he would be back in three draws. He just didn't pick the right three draws. <laughs> well, he was a bit lucky last weekend. Uh, I think we said that the Championship this season is going to be extremely tough. And when you look at the prices for this weekend's matches, only Partick Thistle are odds on. There's nine sides in this league that are odds against. The shortest price being 11-8, to eight, which suggests the bookies really don't have a clue in their mm. degree on how these sides are going to fare. I think Arbroath and Inverness, how can you possibly call that match? You, you really, really can. I think Morton v Cove, again, another tough one. Not sure how Cove will do away from home. I must admit, I think Cove, definitely a better home side. That was certainly the case in League One last season. And you've got Wraith at home to Dundee. Dundee, a very disappointing result last weekend for them. Yeah. 3-2. They were 3 down at one point in that match. Yeah. Not a great start to the season against what you'd probably classify as their main title challengers. So Dundee away to Wraith. They've got a great record in Wraith, Dundee, I must admit, in this match. Only three defeats in the last 18 um, they're unbeaten in their, in their last eight trips to Starts Park as well. Dundee are 13 to 8 to score two. Wraith, after a decent start in the League Cup, just look a bit shaky at the moment. Really disappointing result last weekend against Cove. And Dundee, I would say, maybe look decent at 13 to 8 to score two, possibly. I've had a look at five draws. It pays 354 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> and we did say last week, Greg, that it might be worthwhile just permanent. Just permit, even do four out of five and just do it yeah. every week because I think it's such a tight league. There's literally very little between the sides in this league. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would expect there to probably be three draws this weekend as well, to be fair. Yeah. Air are away to Queen's Park. Again, another tough match to call. Yeah. yeah. Are Queen's Park still at Stenhouse Muir? Yes. Yeah, so... There is that to factor in as well. Jim, is there anything standing out for you in the Championship this weekend? Uh, I, I tend to share both your opinions on this weekend in the Championship. But having said that, I think our growth could edge it against Inverness. Uh, I'd definitely take a chance on our growth at the prices. Uh, in terms of the Morton Cove Rangers game, uh, I think it could be worth a single on Cove. Uh, they're a big price at 2-1 to one, uh, going down to Capolo. I, I fancy them. They might just be able to edge that one. The two I really like are the two who played against each other last week, Partick and Dundee. Now, I tipped Dundee to win that game. They eventually lost it 3-2, as Greg said, but they were 3-0 down. They did really well to get a couple of goals in the second half. Uh, I fancy Dundee to go to Wraith Rovers and win. They're about 7-5 to five to do so. And I also fancy Partick to confirm uh, that excellent match uh, they played at Dens last week by beating Hamilton at, uh, I think, about 4-5, to five, Greg. So uh, Partick to win and Dundee to win at Wraith, that would be my double in the championship. A single on Cove Rangers and I suspect our growth might just edge past Inverness. I always think it's a dangerous game to tip Thistle to win two games in a row, Greg. Well, I've won that. You have a play. <laughs> so, uh, Thistle are my only bet from the Championship this weekend. And I'm, I'm with Jim in this one. I think at home, terrific result last weekend. They've had a pretty decent pre-season, a very good League Cup campaign. Yeah, Stephen good. Wallace is back after a stint away from, from Thistle. He looks to be a good signing. At home, Hamilton for me will be bottom half. 
easily bottom half of the season in, in that league. I don't expect Hamilton to to pose too many problems to, to the teams at the top of the league in this in this league. I don't think it'll be a, a resounding home win, but I do think at a decent place to be fair as well. They're only four to five at the moment, but I think we tipped them on the channel close to evens mm. on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think Patrick Thistle to win this match, excellent record as well in this fixture too. Yeah, I have to go back to I think the August 2014 was the last time that Hamilton won at um, at Thistle prior to last season's 4-0. So a pretty decent record at home against Hamilton Thistle, and I'm taking them to get the win at just a shade below evens. And Jim, you touched on Cove Rangers, and it was great to see our old podcast pal, Mitch Meganson, get on the score sheet with a couple of goals last week and announce his arrival at this level. You know, great to see him come up through the leagues with Cove. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jim McIntyre, I was delighted when he got that job. So uh, I, I think they, they got that good result against Wraith Rovers last week. Uh, he's in for Paul Hartley. Incidentally, Paul Hartley's first game at Hartlepool, did you see that result? They lost 4-0 yeah, at yeah. Walsall. Yeah. Uh, deary, deary me. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Stel- Jeff Stelling was not happy. <laughs> he certainly was not. He certainly was not. Uh, but I don't know. I think Jim McIntyre will do well there. And uh, good good luck to Cove Rangers this weekend. Okay. So in the Championship, Greg, we've got Patrick Thistle to win as a single. But again, they're another team who's part of an ACA, which will wrap up towards the end of the podcast for you as well, yeah? Okay, dog. Into League One, we've touched on, I suppose, the result of the weekend was Clyde's win at Queen of the South last weekend, Jim, a 4 1 win. Very few people yeah. had seen that coming. Uh, they hadn't. I certainly hadn't since I tipped Queen of the South. Uh, I, I've just got a feeling Queen of the South might be a bit of value this week at Montrose. I mean, they could not be as bad as they were last week. Mm. Uh, and they're a huge price. They're better than 2-1 to one at Montrose this week. So I would just uh, side again with Queen of the South, give them the benefit of the doubt. It's always dangerous in this game, but uh, I might just do it. Uh, and the one for me, I know, I know Clyde are the obvious one to beat Peterhead uh, at home. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that to Greg uh, but the, the, the one for me uh, if I was to make the best bet in League One uh, Can I, I guess Jim? Can I, can I guess which one it's going to be? Uh, are you going to say Airdrie? <laughs> <laughs> oh it wasn't actually <laughs> <laughs> Well I'm actually going to go with Airdrie uh, because I, I, I fancied them to, well, I think MD would have fancied them to, to win at Peterhead last week uh, they did so they're at home to Falkirk I think John McGlynn might just take a couple of weeks to Get totally organised with Falkirk, and uh, I'm going to go for the home win, Airdrie against Falkirk. That's my bet in League One. So this is where things get interesting, Greg. It, it does. It really does. I think for me, Falkirk... I knew you were going to say that. They <laughs> will have their backers at the weekend. I think people will be drawn in by the price. However, that said, I'm not that greedy. I think I like the look of Falkirk on the double chance market at 4-6. to six. Mm. Not saying they'll go to Airdrie and win, but I don't think they'll lose this match. Airdrie are in a bit of a difficult situation this season in terms of they lost their manager. Dylan Easton went to Wraith Rovers. They have started the season fairly well, to be fair to them, but I don't expect Airdrie or Montrose, for that matter, to have the same sort of season as they had last season. And I think at this early point in the season, there's definitely a bit of value there in the 4-6 to six on Falkirk going to Airdrie and not losing. Yeah, and I guess... We- Talked about it pre-podcast. We probably can't read too much into Airdrie's win last weekend against Peterhead. I think we all expect Peterhead to really struggle this season, Jim. 
Uh, I would fully expect Peterhead to struggle. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't get as bad as you know going through the whole season and, and struggling to get a win. Probably that scoring would be good. For uh, well, that that's the problem <laughs> at the moment. Uh, have they got a goal at all? No. no, they played five, lost five, conceded fifteen, scored none. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, it is going to be a problem for them, and uh, well, I, I can only hope that it, for for, the, for their supporters' sake that it doesn't get too horrendous. Uh, we'll we'll just need to see how that pans out. Yeah, and I think we we're all very keen on Clyde. Um, Greg, there's a wee bit of reticence, I suppose, because it seems such an obvious bet this weekend. They opened up at seven to four. They're now twenty one to twenty. To be honest, I'd I'd be happy to take anyone against Peterhead at the moment, and the fact that it's Clyde that they're playing against, who had that terrific win last weekend. I hate to say it looks like better of the weekend, but at that price, it kind of does. I don't think they'll be anywhere near twenty one to twenty by the time this goes off on Saturday. No, and it goes back again to getting that early value. Seven to four was a tremendous price at the start of the week, and I, I don't think you're backing this based on how good a team Clyde are or not. Um, last weekend's result at Queen of the South was probably the result of the weekend and surprised everyone. The proverbial coupon buster last weekend. However, Peterhead, though, are in dire straits. They they really, really are. They're struggling to get players in geographically as well. They can't really compete with some of the Highland League teams. They lose players to Cove quite a lot. So they're in a real predicament this season. I do feel for Jim McInerney a little bit, the the country's longest-serving manager, 12, 13 years now, he's been ahead. They are going to finish bottom of that league. There's no doubt about it. They will be playing in League Two next season. And I don't think I've been that confident about a team in August going down before. But I really do fear for them. Hence why Clyde are probably one of the bets of the weekend, you'd have to say, um, at home to them on, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, before we leave uh, League One, you also quite fancied in Fernland's trip to Edinburgh. Yeah, so these two, it's quite an interesting match, this. So obviously... Two leagues separated these sides last season. Dunfermline had a woeful campaign in the Championship. Absolutely embarrassing campaign. And Edinburgh City done fantastically well to get promoted through the playoffs. So 13-10 to 10 for Dunfermline. If they have any aspirations at all of going up as champions, this, these are the sort of games that they'll have to win. 13-10 to 10 looks very, very attractive. But again, I'm not greedy. And I do think the double chance market appeals here. Quite a lot of double chance opportunities this weekend, given the fact you've got some really, really good price teams and double chance still backable if put into a double or a treble. Yeah, and Jim, I guess last weekend, a wee bit of a surprise to see Edinburgh win at Kelty Hearts. Um, I, I, interesting to see how Kelty uh, managed this season, but I dare say most people would have been on Kelty in that one. I would have thought so, uh, and I see Kelty go to Aloha uh, this weekend. Uh, again, I wouldn't have any big strong opinion on that one. Aloha, obviously losing uh, 1-0 against Infermline. Um So let, let's just see how that one pans out. As I say, uh, I, I know I've gone against Greg in this one, but uh, Airdrie would be my main interest in uh, in League One this weekend. I'm going to see what our Jim's saying at the moment in terms of football-wise. It's probably look and learn at the moment. We really are just trying to understand yeah. how teams are shaping up, and there's lots of teams that kind of counts for. Yeah. But on that note, about Aloha, Jim, I quite fancy Aloha on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kelty Hearts will do anything in this league this season. I, I really don't. I think they've done well to come up last season. They absolutely steamrolled League Two, but for me, there's too many other sides in League One that I think will oversee Kelty Hearts. Um, obviously, the top two, which you'd imagine will be Falkirk and Dunfermline. Um, will be right up there uh, as well as Queen, uh, and Queen of the South. 
So quite a quite a tough ask for Kelty Hearts. I think they'll be looking to get into the playoffs at very best. Yeah. 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 Okay, we'll move on to League Two. I suppose the headline from last weekend from League Two was Bonnie Grows again come up through the ranks first season uh, in this tier and they won 2 0 at four for Greg. They did. It was a fantastic result and what a massive price they were. There's absolutely nothing between the sides in this league. Unlike previous seasons when Cove have come up and Kelty have come up, you have to say they've been bankrolled and they've not saying they've bought the title. This isn't the case this time. They've pretty much got the same squad that came up last season. But three to one, they were a massive, massive place last weekend. And they, they delivered uh, with, a, with a really good 2-0 win against a 4 side who you'd have to say are probably one of the sides you'd expect to be up there come the end of the season. So great result for them. I have backed Bonnie Rigg to win the league, uh, I think 9-2. to two. But like I said, there's not a lot between the sides in this league. Um, there's going to be probably four or five teams you could say have definitely got a shout of, of going up. Yeah, and it's the two early pace setters, Bonnie Rigg and East Fife, who are currently sitting top of the league that play each other this weekend, Jim. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> despite what Greg's just said, I have one interest in League Two this weekend, and that is East Fife to win at home to Bonnie Rigg Rose. Uh, I was delighted for Bonnie Rigg that they got off the mark at home last weekend. I agree with Greg, they were a huge price, and well done to them for doing so. But East Fife uh, won 3-1 at Elgin. Uh, Stevie Crawford in charge there still and uh, to bounce back from that absolute horsing by Ross County in the League Cup uh, and to go and win 3-1 at Elgin I thought was terrific and I think they'll have uh, they'll have too much for Bonnie Rig Rose this weekend Yeah and Stenhouse Muir is a team we spoke about last weekend as well Greg Yeah I'm expecting a decent season from Stenny this year they've recruited well to be fair they've had a massive overturn in the playing squad um, this season the fact they've got Craig Bryson, though, I think is a, a great capture for them. And they did the business for us last weekend at home to Albion Rovers. They are away to Annan. Now, Annan's defeat last weekend has kind of left me a bit pickled in terms of this match. So, leaving it alone, expected big things from Annan last weekend, as did quite a few others, given how they performed in the League Cup. But a very disappointing start to the season for, for Annan. Yeah, but there is one team you quite like to look off, and that's still an Albion. Disappointing start for them last week, though, a 2-0 defeat at Dumbarton. Yeah, it was a disappointing result. I think Dumbarton, again, another side have come down who should be top three, top four this season. It's such a hard league to call. There's literally nothing between the sides. Really difficult to call, but I think, for me, they're at home to Elgin on Saturday. And I just think still an Albion not to lose the match. Uh, again, is is worth adding to a, a double or a treble in terms of double chance opportunity. Yeah, so you've got a a double chance treble lined up on the channel. I do. Before I go go through that, all ten sides in League Two are odds against on Saturday, <laughs> which is something you won't find very often. What chance have you got? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, in terms of double chance opportunity, we've spoken about Aberdeen. Fully expecting them to to win. To be fair, on on Saturday, uh, but taking them double chance alongside them Fermlin. I don't see them losing at Edinburgh City. I think they can get at least a draw there. Again, I, f- I do fancy them to get the three points. And I'm taking Stirling Albion uh, double chance not to lose at home to, to Elgin. And that double chance treble pays five to four with bet 365. Yeah, and we're also trying to, on the podcast, beat Div McDonald's 30 to 1 ACA at some point this season. Greg, you've got a, a line for us that might compete with that. Yes, can't be having can't be having that. So <laughs> I have picked out a, a fourfold 
um, at 32 to 1. And it's all sides that I've mentioned on the podcast today. So I'm taking Patrick Thistle to beat Hamilton, Falkirk to beat Airdrie, Clyde to beat Peterhead, and Dunfermline to beat Edinburgh City. And that pays 32 to 1. I must admit, the Falkirk one is the big one in there at 21 to 10. That's the only one I'm really worried about. Fully expecting Thistle, Clyde, and Dunfermline to get the job done. So hopefully Falkirk don't let us down. Yeah, you've been sucked in by the price there, I think. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Pay 2-1 <laughs> and definitely worth a, a wee 0.5 stake. Okay. Okay, I think we've covered Scottish football in enough depth this weekend. And also this weekend sees the return of the Premier League, Greg. And you've got a couple on your shortlist for the, this week's card. Yeah, it'll be a couple of weeks at least anyway before I start even looking at the Premiership. Um, I think Norway is in mid-flight. Norway's been fantastic for us this season, so there's no need to deviate my attention too far away from what's happening in Scotland and Norway. But be very keen to get involved in the English um, Premiership and lower leagues as the season progresses. Uh, I know Jim loves an English lower league bet, which we'll yeah. more in a second. But for me, having looked through the, the fixtures, I think Newcastle at home to Forest and Spurs at home to Southampton is a fairly solid 5-4 to four double. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle start the season. They finished the season really well, didn't they? They did. They were absolutely flying in the last season. What a turnaround um, that last year, four months. I think they're four to six to win this match against a. You have to say it's an unknown Forest side. How will they fare in the in the Premiership? But add that to Spurs v Southampton. I just think Spurs at home one to three should get the job done, and I'm happy to back that at five to four. I had the pleasure of a, a tour of St James's Park during the summer there, of all places. Um, but I think I kind of went maybe four or five years too early because there's no trophy room yet. So um, <laughs> with all, all the money that they've got behind them, I don't think it'll be too long before they're adding some silverware to the trophy cabinets at uh, St James's Park. So, yeah, probably a big season ahead for Newcastle. Jim, you started the season as you left off uh, last year with a couple of winners, despite it being the first weekend of the season in England last week. Yeah, we we finished off the, the Saturday column last season with the league season four Saturday singles in a row. And we started this season with Cardiff, who won it 2-1 to one, uh, at home to Norwich. So I was delighted with that. I only had two other bets in England last week. One was Liverpool to win the Charity Shield at 9-5. to five, And the other one was Port Vale. Uh, and I tipped Port Vale to beat Scott Brown's Fleetwood. Uh, they did so at 10 to 11, despite going a goal behind. So that was three out of three for me last week. I'm going to have a lot more in the column in the Scottish Sun this weekend, but I'm going to mention three here. Uh, Forrest Green, who, of course, newly promoted, I and under a, a new manager because Rob Edwards is off to Watford. Yeah. So Ian Burchnell's now in charge, ex Notch County boss. I fancy them to win at home to Ipswich this week. So that's Forrest Green to win at home to Ipswich in League One. Uh, I watched the Sunderland game last week. Uh, they were 1-1 at home to Coventry City, but I actually think they can uh, prove to be a bit of value this week away to Bristol City. So Sunderland to win away to Bristol City. And I thought Burnley were fantastic last week. Uh, newly relegated, of course. Uh, and I think as uh, home to Luton this weekend, they look a great bit as well. So Burnley for me, Sunderland and Forest Green. Those are my, my three in England this weekend. Although, having heard Greg waxing eloquently about Newcastle, I would have to agree they have to beat Nottingham Forest, surely. Yeah, although you just never know the team's coming up, do you? Um, and I think the Spurs looks a good shout as well, to be fair to Greg. So, uh, yeah, 
should be plenty of interest in England and as we say a couple of weeks before the, the forum settles down we'll maybe start having a proper look at some of those games on the podcast as well uh, I think it's time for us to recap our bets for this weekend Greg so if you can start us off Yes, yeah, so starting off in the Scottish Premiership on Saturday I'm taking Celtic at Ross County in a bet builder and that bet builder is Celtic over 2.5 corners in each half and over 1.5 match goals in that game. And that pays even money with bet 365. I'm taking Patrick Thistle in the Championship to beat Hamilton. That was tipped at even money at the start of the week on the channel with Betway. A little bit shorter now, maybe 10 to 11 or 4 to 5. And I'm also taking uh, a treble, which is Aberdeen, Dunfermline and Stirling Albion double chance. And that pays 5 to 4 with bet 365. And I'm also doing a, a Hollywood Acker um, from the Leagues in Scotland, which pays 32 to 1. And that is Patrick Thistle to beat Hamilton, Falkirk to beat Airdrie, Clay to beat Peterhead, and Dunfermline to beat Edinburgh City. And as I said, that pays 32 to 1. Yeah, just a reminder that we trademarked a Hollywood Acker on the Scottish podcast <laughs> so it's a wee bit different uh, and Jim can you give us your best weekend bets please yeah I, I, I'm just a guest so I'll keep it simple uh, in the Premiership this weekend I'm going for Aberdeen Motherwell Rangers and Celtic on Saturday on Sunday Dundee United and Hearts uh, in the Championship I fancy Partick and Dundee both to win uh, in League One I fancy Airdrie to win and in League Two, I fancy East Fife. And uh, since we touched on England there, uh, three in England, Burnley, Sunderland and Forest Green. Great stuff. I'd be a great actor, that, Jim. I was going to say it'd be a nice well, actor. I'll, I'll, I'll be working out the term later. <laughs> Good stuff. Now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And if you want to join Greg's channel, now is a good time to do so. The season to kick off our runs until Sunday, where you can get 12 months for the price of nine. So just check out Greg's Twitter feed for all the details. And, of course, if you're not already following Jim on Twitter, you can do so at Jim Delahunt, and certainly worth a follow. That's us for this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend yeah thanks good luck thanks guys good luck